You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, episode 250. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there, I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and oh my gosh, are you in for a treat today. I have Natalie Gregg on the show today, and Natalie and I have known each other for a while, and some of my favorite shows are the ones where I'm having a conversation with someone and said, we need to move this conversation to the podcast, and that is what this is today. Natalie and I are both... Twitter fans or X fans, whatever we're calling it now, and LinkedIn fans. And we were just kind of gushing about that personally at one point and jumped into the same conversation here on the podcast. So, so much good here because there's, you know, at the heart of it all really does come down to the importance of relationships. But I want you to hear Natalie's point of view. She had some things that I hadn't even thought of. You're going to get so many good tips today. Here she is. I am so excited to be here today with Natalie Gregg. Natalie is a leadership coach, speaker, adjunct professor, and a change agent. She's also the author of the book, Leading in Stilettos. Her company develops products, programs, and seminars that help entrepreneurs and professionals get clients, build their businesses, and accelerate their growth. She's a dedicated mentor and teacher to others, particularly the next generation. Her posts are as engaging as they are inspiring. She's a passionate supporter of women and women's empowerment, Follow Natalie to hear her speak about leadership, culture, entrepreneurship, and her signature hashtag, hashtag lead loudly. Natalie, I am so happy to have you here today. I am so thrilled for the invitation, Karen. Thank you so much. So, you know, a little, a little like just to set this interview up so that you, 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 as you're listening, you know what we're here for. Natalie and I were having a conversation recently, and the conversation was around how we both really lean into mostly LinkedIn and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Twitter, as we're, re- we're recording this, it is early August 2023. So Twitter is in its midst of changing to X, whatever that looks like. So we'll talk about that. But I thought it would be really fun to have this conversation and just kind of brainstorm a little bit about why we both like those platforms better than... Not that you, I mean, listen, I use Instagram and Facebook and other platforms sure. as well. But I use them differently. My, you know, my main platforms that I connect with are LinkedIn and Twitter. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to see where this goes. Fantastic. Let's dig in. I'm excited. So Natalie, tell us a little bit about you first. Tell us a little bit about your journey. They heard about your bio, but what, right. what, is, what is it that makes you so passionate about the work that you do, the leadership work, and what are the kinds of things that you speak about? One of the things that makes me so passionate about what I do, I discovered as a five-year-old little girl. Oh, was I want to hear I it. I attended my first Chamber of Commerce meeting with my dad. He had just been elected uh, to the Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors. And for some reason, he decided that I should accompany him. And I couldn't think in my wildest dream, why should I be doing that when I wanted to stay home and play with my Barbie dolls? But I noticed when I actually scrambled to get up in those huge executive chairs and I started to look around the room, Karen, there was not one female represented. Is that right? Okay. That's right. And as a five-year-old, you were like, wait, what's going on here? Exactly. Because there was no one else that looked like me. Wow. And wow. And like, you felt that there should be not like, I see, I don't, I think I would have been intimidated as a five-year-old and think I don't belong here. 
not like what the heck, where's there, where are the people that look like me? But so, I was like, good, where are the girls? Where are the women? Where are they? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And That's so awesome. I would go home after the Chamber of Commerce meetings with my dad and play with my Barbie dolls. And um, we had the camper, we had the airplane, and we also had the dream house. And so I would play what I saw them and heard them have conversation about at the Chamber of Commerce meeting. And I did not have a can. All of my Barbies were Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, there's something, there's something right there. Okay. So then, then what, then what? And then after that, as I started to, you know, uh, going to school and going to college and I attended an all girls school and um, that was by choice. That was what I wanted to do because my most influential teacher was my third grade teacher and she attended my alma mater. Okay. And she had a fire in her beyond belief. And I'll never forget, I was competing for the award for our timetables as far as who could learn the timetables first and recall them. And she said to me, I was getting stuck every time on the number 12 for some reason. And she said to me, you're not going to let that boy beat you, are you? And I was like, oh, I like enough. her. I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were close friends and uh, just had an amazing relationship until she passed away some several years ago. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. OK, so then. So now. OK, so now you're growing up. You went to high school. You went to college. You know, tell me where tell me where that led you. So in in my work, I started seeing um, I, I still did a lot of work. Uh, with the Chamber of Commerce as an adult, leading the um, leadership board of directors and also serving on the um, Greater Columbia Chamber of Commerce board and also leading the a lot of pieces where we would entertain guests from other countries and, and those type of things. And so I continued to see that there was not a lot of female representation, even decades later. And so I said, what are we going to do about this? And I was always fascinated by leadership, but that concentration in women began to grow and grow and grow as I started to have conversations, you know, with my male counterparts and also with the women themselves. And I know that we are talented beyond talent, but we weren't represented. So how do we get the same representation as our male counterparts? And I am so committed to women's um, empowerment that I will not hire or allow someone else to hire someone, especially a woman, at the salary that she's asking for. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. It's so funny because I just did the same thing. I just hired somebody. Because that's my commitment to redefining women's empowerment. I love that. I just did the same thing. I just hired somebody on my team and she told me what her rate was. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not what your rate is. We're going, you know, we're giving it exactly. So I love that you're saying that because it comes back to you as a, as a CEO, right? It comes back to you. I think it's, I think that strategy is, is more profitable for me Mm -hmm. than penny pinching. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Because, you know, you actually extend the olive branch first and you gave them more than what they asked for. 
And right. so now they will run to the end of the world for you. Right. Exactly. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. So let's start talking about, let's talk about Twitter first. Okay. Cause everybody sure. that listens to the show knows that I love LinkedIn and, and I do want to get to that, but let's talk about Twitter first because Twitter for me, I don't know. Can we still call it Twitter? Twitter for me was one of the first platforms I started using it. Like my online business started probably in the 2010 to 2012 range. And Twitter was one of the first, pl- I remember specifically asking one of my kids, so wait, this is just like Facebook posts over and over with no comment. Like I just totally didn't get it. But then I, what I realized was I started to play with it and I started to have fun mm-hmm. and I started to tag people. Like I remember yes. tagging, like I remember watching an episode of, I think it was Breaking Bad or something. And I saw um, an actor from another show that I really liked. So I tagged him. I'm like, wait, was that you that I saw in Breaking Bad? And he responded and said, yeah, yes. that was me, blah, blah, blah. Right? So I was like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is fun. <laughs> and how can I use this to, because at the heart of everything I do is about building authentic relationships, right? Not fake followers and fake, you know, algorithm tricks, right? So, so back in those days, I was using Twitter a ton and I was getting a ton of business from Twitter. I was getting a ton. I was literally getting people calling me saying, I follow you on Twitter. How do I hire you? Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore, at least not the way that it used to. So tell me a little bit about your experience with how you, why you started with Twitter and how you used it. Well, my experience with Twitter all started, um, I started on Facebook Mm -hmm. and then I started to play around just a little bit with Twitter and the Great Columbia Chamber of Commerce hosted a three-day social media training and consulting piece and they literally bought in the who's who literally from around the globe. And Ah, so I, I went up front to introduce myself to the coordinator because he was from out of state and I extended my hand and he said, and I said, I'm Natalie Gray. And he grabbed and hugged me. He said, I know who you are. I'm like, you do. (laughs) And he said, you're leading us to letter. I said, yes. And then he said, "Um, I would love to have you for the next three days, uh, work with my team and help us with comments and uh, information around the whole conference. And I was blown away. And so at the end of the conference, um, I was starting having a conversation with uh, Glenn Gilmore. And uh, we were talking and he said, you really need to dive in deeper to Twitter and really make that where you grow your personal brand. He said, because your brand is going to take you where you think your knowledge can. He said, yes, you're knowledgeable about what you do. He said, but your brand is going to be that piece that invokes people to know, like, and trust you. And I said, well, you know, I really don't want to talk about what I have for breakfast, what I have for lunch, you know, what I'm doing, all those crazy things. He said, no, absolutely not. He said, talk about what you always talk about. And I said, what? He said, women's empowerment. And he walked away. Great. Great. Awesome. Awesome. And so that's how um, I got really started into Twitter and, you know, really started um, having conversations with a lot of different people. Uh, The Lead Loudly hashtag was born. Um, They hashtag and the battle cry for women to be bold, confident and fearless. And then a young lady by the name of Madeline Scalar jumped in my DM. Ah, yeah. She said, you need to seriously 
brand this. And I said, well, what does that look like? And she said, you need to start a Twitter chat. And I said, okay, well, you will be my first guest and you will walk me through this because I have no idea what that means. And so I started getting involved with Twitter Smarter and I started commenting on the post and engaging with the other people that actually showed up for the Twitter chat and the relationships continued to grow from there. And then I finally, after dragging my feet, launched the Lead Loudly Twitter chat. Okay, cool. So tell me, all right, so so let's take a step back before we move forward to that. So as you're doing this, right, you're using mm-hmm. it for your brand. Right. But tell me for me, and if you, those people that, that are in my program, know, they probably know the question that's coming next, right? Which is, where's the money, right? Like, how is this helping you build your business as well as your brand? Uh, speaking engagements, opportunity to teach um, on other people's platform. Actually, people coming to me and saying, you know, that I am looking for a career change or I'm looking for a conversation with XYZ person. Can you facilitate that? Also, one-on-one conversations. And I have a an interesting story to tell you about the LinkedIn side once we get to the LinkedIn piece. Okay. Because um, Twitter plays like I play. Fast and Furious. And you'll see me tweet that from time to time. You know, it's the platform itself, but it's also about the engagement on that platform and the like-mindedness of people who show up on Twitter because they really are a different breed and they are usually the the go-getters and also the ones that never say no. Right. And you're still running that chat now. How often does does that chat... I actually retired the chat last year. Oh, you did? And I'm still having some conversation in my mind. Should I uh, refocus it? But when a lot of things went to audio, I decided, well, you know, it it may be time to retire right now, but who knows? You may see it again. Or I may uh, actually continue to work forward and put it into a podcast format. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that that I realized early on was how quickly I could build my followers on Twitter. And I'm not necessarily yes. always looking to have a million followers. Like I, my what I basically stand for is deep not wide, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. need that being said, if somebody's asking, you know, if I'm filling out a speaker application or something, I am sure as heck going to make sure that Twitter's at the top of the po- of those platforms that I mentioned because that's where I have the most followers, right? Sure. So, so there's a there's something to be said for that. And I remember being at a conference in New Jersey, and a friend of mine who also has an online business uh, came with me to the conference, and I knew she had a decent amount of tw- a couple thousand, you know, maybe not, maybe not, I don't think it was fifty thousand, but maybe like five or ten thousand Twitter followers, which is a lot, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And I said to her, you need to be tweeting. And she's like, what? I said, mm-hmm. you don't understand that everybody else in this room, nobody else in this room has that many Twitter followers. Right. So when, and Because one of the strategies that I have when I speak at a conference is I make sure that I am taking pictures of every single speaker and I tweet it and I tag them because yes. I want them to see, frankly, how many followers I have. Because right. that makes, hopefully will make them go, wait, who's this Karen person, right? And that's exactly. what I told my friend. And she's like, so she looked at it. She was like, wow, I had no idea. I said, you know what? I think sometimes we forget when we play on the in the online world, when we come back to the in-person world, right? When we're speaking mm-hmm. at events or attending events, most of the audience does not have the followers we have. And it is truly about, you know, and listen, I'm not, I, I never want this to be fake, but it definitely right. adds credibility. 
It adds credibility. Sure. And then people are going to be looking for you. In fact, we talked about this and we talked about last conversation. Christine Gritman is a mutual friend of ours and she yes. has a Twitter chat still. And mm-hmm. I, I was doing a conference. I was at the keynote speaker at a conference, another local conference. And Christine was a, an attendee, but she was verified on Twitter. And we right. had one of those boards that like had all the posts and stuff that were out there and yes. played it. And I kept seeing her tweeting and she was verified. And I was like, who is this Christine person verified? I had no idea who she was. No idea mm-hmm. if she even knew you know, anything about anything, but the fact that she had that stamp verified stamp gave her credibility. I sought her out. I was like, I got to find this girl before I leave here today. Right. And that's, that's the credibility that Twitter can give you. And plus, Mm -hmm. plus when you're doing it the way I just described it, you're providing value to the speakers because frankly, you know, they want you to be sharing their pictures. They can use those pictures, obviously, in, in their stuff. They can retweet it. It gives them credibility that you're sharing with your audience that they're standing on a stage with a microphone. The conference loves that you're doing that because right. often they have a conference hashtag, right? So now yes. you're you're bringing attention to the conference, especially if it's a conference you want to speak at. Right. So right. now you're building this. It, it comes down to in my the way I look at it authentically and powerfully building relationships by being of service, not by pitching and cold calling and spamming people. Absolutely. And speaking of the leaderboard, I actually set out last year, well, it was actually when COVID first started to actually be on the leaderboard for social media marketing world. So, and I was tweeting against Christine Gritman and also making and, you know, some some other um, people that were more savvy at Twitter um, than I was. And I said, okay, well, let me watch what they're doing and and learn and learn some more information. And I, I want to actually build some relationship with some other people that aren't there. And so one of my colleagues was there. And so I asked her and I said, I'm going to connect with this person and that person, and I'm going to invite you to go take a selfie with them and tweet it out. And it was so funny, Karen. It's a great idea. So many people jumped in my DM and started asking me, where are you? You're here. I know you're here. And I wasn't there. I was tweeting from South Carolina. Right. So I love year, that. I love that so much. <laughs> you know, this one year for that- social media marketing world, I said, I'm going to be number one on the leaderboard. I'm not attending. I'm tweeting for the speakers. And also I'm not watching any of the videos because <laughs> I want it to be all authentic. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Number, yes. And I became number one on the speaker board at the end. And uh, they actually tracked the lead louder hashtag along with social media marketing world hashtag, and you ask about business, I now offer that to speakers as well as sponsors. I love that. And I, that, I love that you tied that back into, and here's how I, here's how I grow my wealth with yes. this process. It's not exactly. just about, because it is to me, that's a, I don't know, it's another whole conversation, but there's so many people that talk about algorithms and things like that. And, and they come to me and I'm like, okay, well, where's the money? And I'm, they're like, that's the problem. So I want right. that. I, right. So, so we want to be doing this stuff, but we want to have a path 
to how this is serving us and how this is serving our business, right? It doesn't mean I have to pay you sure. directly, right? You, I, you know, every time I get a great speaking engagement, I get four more or two more at least from that, right? People mm-hmm. saw you there or whatever. So, so you're building this little spider web of building authentic relationships, which is yes. so cool. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. And this is something that I have not done personally. And I don't know if you have or not, but I know somebody that used to do this. And I don't know if it really, if Twitter actually has the ability to, to kind of do this anymore, but they used to do Twitter meetups. Right. So they would say, I'm going to be in, you know, Phoenix, Arizona on, you know, on next Friday, who's in Phoenix, let's meet up at this restaurant. I would love to be doing that. I would love to be able to use Twitter to do that. Have you ever done that? Um, well, actually, not, I, able I to do just that successfully. did it. I didn't call it a meetup, but I just was uh, hired for an influencer for an opening for a museum in South Carolina a couple of weeks ago. And um, I actually did a portion of that kind of sort of uh, at different places and at different places where the sponsors were. I would say, you know, I'm doing this in this venue and they're one of the sponsors, you know, come meet me here and let's have a conversation or let's have coffee. I do it a lot around Starbucks because Starbucks is one of my favorite brands. And so a lot of times I will actually uh, tweet somebody a gift card, you know, just random because once again, that's one of the pieces of my personal brand that I right. like building. And it's a, it's a, it's actually a corporation that I actually love what they do and why they do it. So how many people show up to these kinds of things? It just kind of depends. And a lot of times I want them small because I mm-hmm. want them to be oh, yeah, able I get that. To, to have conversation. Actually, one of the presenters was an artist in residence doing the event. And I actually tweeted his whole event and also some of the participants. And I asked them, you know, why did you come and what did you get out of this and those type of things? Because I'm not only building the relationship with the artist, but I'm also building relationship with the sponsor because I want the sponsor to get more than what they anticipated. Which I is amazing because it's value. because spon- getting sponsors is harder and harder. So that's amazing. That's amazing, Natalie. I love that. All right. What? Let's shift this now. So let me okay. let me segue here. This one of the reasons that I love Twitter uh, almost as much as I love LinkedIn. Well, before we do this, we probably have to talk about the change in Twitter. But I'll I'll, I'll talk about why I love it, and it is because it's that human to human type thing. And I get yes. that I can pay people to tweet for me. I've tweeted for other people. I've had clients sure. that hired me to tweet for them. And I remember one right. time being at an event and my client was the speaker and somebody said, have you tweet? Are you tweeting? I'm like, no, I'm not tweeting. He's on the stage. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't tweet while he's on the stage. People think it's him. Right. So, so I don't do that anymore. And nor do I really do that for myself. I, I mean, any tweet you see, unless it's something about like, this podcast episode or something that might get scheduled by my team. But if I'm having conversations, it's actually me. And I think that that's why I like Twitter so much because it's the same kind of conversations that you can have on LinkedIn. But before Mm -hmm. we actually get to that, what are your thoughts on where we stand with Twitter summer and fall of 2023? I think it really depends upon where the Twitter community wants to stand. I am not going to jump in the conversation about this and that, because to me, that's a distraction Okay. to me personally. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and continue to build my relationships and having courageous conversations and and keep moving forward. 
So you're embracing X and you're moving forward with whatever, however it shows up. And until it no longer aligns with my brand. Yep. And then I'll X. I love that answer. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love that answer. All right. So, so tell me then, tell us a little bit now then about how, how you stepped into LinkedIn. Was it before Twitter, during Twitter, after Twitter, all at the same time? It was kind of before. Okay. And the reason why I stepped into LinkedIn, uh, one of my executive coaches, you know, said to me, you need to own your brand. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he said, well, we need to secure NathalieGray.com and all the real estate around that and anything else that you want to delve into so that we will make sure that you own it. Interestingly enough, I had a conversation with him this morning and (sighs) he said, well, you need to do a website. And I said, no, I want to do something differently. He said, what do you mean? I said, I want to point NathalieGray.com to my LinkedIn profile. Okay. So before I built the website, I decided that I was going to actually point NathalieGray.com to my LinkedIn profile. So at that time, if you put in NathalieGray.com, my LinkedIn profile would pop up. Amazing. I love love that idea. I actually think I'm going to see if I can buy KarensLinkedIn.com. Yes. And send it. And I can tell people that's how you can find me. I like that. I might have to try Absolutely. to buy I mean, I'm, a, I'm a domain hoarder. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So, so, so tell us a little bit about that strategy. So, at that strategy, I started saying, okay, what do I need to talk about on LinkedIn to actually build my LinkedIn followers? Because we all start in the same place, which is beautiful, you know, at zero. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay. Let me get very strategic about the conversations that I want to have and also the conversations that I want to have with other people and really started to dig deeper into women's empowerment and what I thought it should look like, but also to talk to other business owners and leaders around the globe because social media gives us the opportunity to talk to anybody in the world and started saying, you know, what are you seeing? What are you not seeing? You know, those kinds of things. And then I decided, okay, well, let's get to 10K. Okay, well, let's get to 12K. Let's get to 16K. Okay, let's go after the badges, which are now um, on LinkedIn. I was invited to be one of the collaborators on the uh, AI piece of LinkedIn. So now they're doing AI generated um, articles. And I was invited to be one of the, I guess, consultants that actually, actually add value, the human side value uh, to the article. And uh, as a result of doing that, I received um, the top voice for entrepreneurship, the top voice for um, personal development, and also the top voice for leadership. And all those happened this year. Hey, it's Karen. I wanted to just jump in for a second and remind you that I'm here for you if you are looking to get some help. If you want to bring more people like Nathalie into your world and have these amazing, beautiful people on your calendar that can change your business, change your life, and change your bank account forever, then let's chat. KarenYankovich.com slash call gets you to my calendar. And it is the first step towards shifting into this new paradigm in your business and your life and this new paradigm being having the absolute confidence to 
to reach out to some of the most influential people in the world and building relationships with them as if they're peers. That changes everything and it's absolutely there for you as well. Our She's Linked Up Accelerator program is our intro program for this and Honestly, the women in this program are amazing and you just want them in your life, right? It's, they're just, they're just so awesome. So karenyankovich.com slash call, get you to that calendar. It is the first step, whatever the, the second step is up to you, but I can help you with that first step towards moving into this new paradigm. I look forward to seeing your name on the calendar. So tell us a little bit about the AI and the AI initiative with LinkedIn. The AI initiative, they actually have different hashtags, whether it be around networking, um, branding, speaking, professional development. And what they do is the AI piece of it will actually do kind of sort of an outline with some bullet points. And then it will ask the human collaborators to come in and to add value in those areas. And most of the time where I focus is leadership, women's empowerment, and um, entrepreneurship. So that's kind of sort of my focus. So for my brand, once again, it's expanding, you know, my brand, once again, that people continue to know, like, and trust me. And so, and then it also gives you the opportunity to share it, whether you're sharing it on LinkedIn or whether you're sharing your ideas and your voice on Twitter. And then it allows other people to come in and to vote if that uh, share was insightful. Beautiful. I love that. So what is, so tell us a little bit about your strategy with LinkedIn and do you, you know, Twitter is the only place that LinkedIn says and share your Twitter handle here. I don't necessarily know that I see a huge value in that, or I've ever experienced a huge value in that. Have you, I mean, I'd love to hear if you As for sharing your Twitter handle. Right. Like you can, I know you can tweet out like your articles and your newsletters and things like that. Right. Um, You know, other than that, are there things that you've experienced with the integration of LinkedIn and Twitter? Well, I use my uh, LinkedIn QR code all the time. It's actually Mm -hmm. on my phone. So if someone says, I want to connect with you on LinkedIn, I just pull up my code and, and let them scan it. And it goes directly to my LinkedIn profile. I love that. You know what, um, Natalie, one of the things that I've done, and and this might work for you, one of the things that I've done is I bought this little like handheld printer that prints these little tiny stickers and mm-hmm. I bring it with me to conferences and I print other people's QR codes. So like if I'm a speaker, they can put it on the back of their badge. They oh, can stick it on awesome. the back of their badge, right? And they can connect yes. with people. And I actually, and, and a lot of times too, because conferences really sometimes struggle with the in community engagement around their conference, right. right? So, so if so, bringing that to the conference organizers, even and saying, you know, or if you have a booth, you can do it that way. Like so, sure. Because yeah, so it's just a fun way to kind of mm-hmm. just, and of course, you know, you can brand it, right? You can brand your sticker or whatever, depending on how Absolutely. big you want it. Yeah. yeah. So the QR code is a really easy, fun way to to you to connect with people. It, it obviously mm-hmm. in person. Right. Um, Because if you're online, you can just send them a link. Right. So awesome. Remember when you used to be able to go to conferences and find nearby? I remember. Do you think think you'd be able to get that? Do you think that'll ever come back? I'm not sure. Now, I know there's snippets because someone said to me recently, and I don't recall a lot of the conversation, but something about something about being in proximity with other people and restaurants and things like that. You act there are actually apps that can help you do that. But um, I have not 
you know, dug into that as much as I probably need to. Yeah, nor have I, nor have I, but I'm going to actually look, I'm going to, I'm unclear what we're talking. I'm looking to see if that's still even a thing. I don't think it is anymore. Yeah. It's, it, I know it has not been a thing. It has not been a thing for years with COVID right. it disappeared. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes sense, but I'm just looking to see if it's back. Yeah, no, it's all the, all, the only options are still add context or scan QR code. So it, what, what we're talking about, there used to be a thing that you could create, you could, you, within your LinkedIn app, you can hit a button and other people that hit that same button at the same time, you'd be able to connect mm-hmm. with each other. So if I was sitting yes. in the front of a room as a speaker, I could say, here's how you guys can all connect with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And they could also connect with each other. And it was just a great way. It was, first of all, as a speaker, it was gold because you sure. could connect, you could really collect all the names of the people in the room, whether or not the conference actually provided that to you. Right. Absolutely. Um, but also it was just a fun, it was just a fun thing to, to do at chamber of commerce events and, and, mm-hmm. you know, even just networking events in general. Um, what else, how else are you using LinkedIn to build relationships and further your lead loudly and your, your empowerment, women's empowerment goals? Also, um, talking with other um, subject matter experts and influencers and and reading their information, but also commenting on their information, Um, leaving valuable comments and also going deeper within their comments and adding value to the others that are commenting on their comments as well. Because as I do more of that, I see where people are going to my LinkedIn profile and viewing my LinkedIn profile. So when they view my LinkedIn profile, I send them a very short video saying, thank you so much for viewing my LinkedIn profile. I'm Natalie Gregg. This is where I focus. I look forward to uh, continuing to connect with you and lead loudly. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, I love Mm -hmm. that. You know, and a lot of it does actually landed my first Fortune 100 speaking engagement from LinkedIn. And I asked them. How did they find out about me? I really thought it was one of my girlfriends, Karen, playing a trick on me. And I was like, well, how did you find out about me? And they said, well, we read your LinkedIn profile. And they said, we would like to hire you for a five-day event. And I was like, "Wow, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, where do I, where's the dotted line? Right. So it works. It trusts it me. Does. It does. It does. And you know what? I But I want to touch about base a little bit on what you said. They saw your LinkedIn profile. Right. Yes. And, you know, I'm so, I, I have to tell you, if I can whine a little bit here, I'm so tired of talking to people about their LinkedIn profiles, because if you don't know by now, after living through a pandemic where we were all virtual, that right. it's important for you to create a place online where people can see the best of you. Right. right. Then I'm not sure how, how I can help you. So I say that, you know, kind of jokingly, but it is so important because mm-hmm. if you didn't have, if you didn't take that time to create a profile and a brand on LinkedIn, you would have missed out on that opportunity. Right? right. And, you know, I've had clients, I can think of one client that said to me one time, you know, Karen, I've been t- thinking about working with you for years mm-hmm. and I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. She goes, but last week I, I there's, I've been up for, I'm up for this opportunity, this contract. And last right. week I, I noticed that they checked out my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. I don't like how my LinkedIn profile looks. I did not get that gig. I don't know if it's because of my profile or not, but I am not letting that happen ever again. Right. So, so we worked on not only her profile, but her strategy because so much sure. more than the strategy, but the profile is a huge piece of that. And it then is. I have another client, you, you know, another client that uh, joined our She's LinkedIn program not that long ago. And to your point, she, I, I was engaging in a conversation on LinkedIn, not, 
you know, I don't even remember what the conversation was, but she saw me engage on that conversation, clicked on my profile, saw in my featured section that I had a click here to book a call, mm-hmm. booked a call on, on Friday morning for Friday afternoon and handed me her credit card at the end of that call. So sure. that's how fast it can happen when you right. have all of your ducks in a row. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, LinkedIn is beautiful for the long game, it is. Like building relationships and Man. looking out a year or two for conferences you want to speak out. But the short game is there, too. Right. The opportunities, mm-hmm. the fast opportunities are there as well. If you're if you've done the work to set yourself up for them. That's so true. That is so true. That's why your work is critical. And I'm also excited about the new quiz that you're um, just launching in the middle of launching. I took the quiz and it was absolutely amazing. And I look forward to continuing to collaborate with you on that side, because I don't feel like we have enough conversation, you know, around LinkedIn and also what to do. And also in the meantime, supporting each other as we do it. That's what digital leadership is all about. Well, you know, the reason that I created the quiz is because I was in a group, a paid group, like a coaching program that I invested in. And every, every, it was all women, didn't need to be, but it happened to be. Every Mm -hmm. woman in that program was an absolute perfect fit for the work that I do, potentially Mm -hmm. an ideal client. They all, they all fit the demographic of my ideal client. And every single one of them said, ugh too much spam. I don't know what to do. I don't even know where to get started. And I was like, my head was blown. And I was like, I need to address that. Like, I need to address the fact that there's women, Mm -hmm. there's so many women out there that are completely ignoring LinkedIn because they just don't know where to start. So that's why I thought the quiz might be a fun way to engage that. And and it's interesting because the quiz just recently came out, linkedinquiz.com gets you there and links all over the, there'll be links all over this show notes for this show. Right. But when I first released it, I released it, of course, to my warm audience, to my email list, to to the people that follow me. But those people are already interested in LinkedIn. I can't wait until all of the podcasts that I'm interviewed on start airing where I can be sharing that quiz with their audiences. Right. Because I think it's that's where that's going to become the most powerful for because if you're already following me, then you already know you you have some interest in this. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to find the people that are just like, "Eh, I don't know where to start. Right. So I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's going to be a few months down the road before I really see the power of that quiz. But I'm really looking right. forward to seeing it because because so many women think, first of all, that it's very left brained and strategic. Sure. And it certainly could be. But I have a really amazing story of um, and I podcast listeners are probably going to hear this story five times because it's so fun. But it just literally happened to last, you know, in the last couple of weeks where um, somebody that I've done work with, we're kind of mutually, we mutually mentor each other, right? Mm-hmm. She has this um, spiritually based hundred acre retreat in the Adirondack mountains in New York. She just built a full-size Ooh. labyrinth, Adirondack labyrinth gets you there. She just built a full-size labyrinth and wow. she hired a guy from Ireland who is the foremost expert on labyrinths in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But she found him mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So here we have this, everybody says it's too left brain. Here's this like spiritual leader. She sure. found a leader in labyrinths on LinkedIn. She, of course, had a profile that positioned her as worthy of his time. So when she reached out to him and said, hey, mm-hmm. are you interested in helping us with this project? He was like, I don't know if he said sure right away, but he was he at least answered her. Right. Because I'm right. sure you get a million requests from people that are, you know, they're not, you, you know, we don't know how credible they are if they haven't taken sure. the time 
to do their profile, right? So right. there's so I want more of that. I want more of people leaning into who they are mm-hmm. and not not who they think they need to be on LinkedIn. Yes. Right. So, and when that, and that's kind of what I'm hoping, because when you start doing that, that's when the magic happens. And I, you know, I say, I don't do this work so that my friend Christine could have a labyrinth. I do this work so that my friend Christine looked worthy of and felt confident enough to reach out to the foremost experts in the world when she needed them. And that is what we all need more of. More women need more of that, that in their identity, infused into their identities. Mm Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. That's great. Congratulations to her. That's yeah, exciting. it was a it was a really fun it was a really fun story to it was fun to kind of be a part of it. I actually went up there last weekend and saw the labyrinth for myself. It's beautiful. Anyway, it's I say that because that's kind of why I did this quiz. I don't want I want people to understand it's not all left brain. In fact, one of the things that I've infused in the quiz and it's on my list to do after this interview is to get it all in all of the follow-up emails and stuff is we've also created a podcast episode for each quiz, each, each result type. And in the oh, podcast nice. episode, we identified a crystal that would be most, that would help enhance that, help enhance their, their, their vibe around that, around the, you know, around getting better support on LinkedIn and getting better confidence on LinkedIn. And then I also wrote right. and recorded um, morning visualizations for each type that can help them kind of just, cause it really is a little identity shifting, right? When I'm like, reach out to the most important people in the world. So sure. I want to help them in, not just with the strategy, because mm-hmm. all the strategy in the world isn't going to get you there if your vibe is is not in the right place, right? So, That's so true. it just makes it so much more fun to be who you are instead of who, you know, who you think you need to be on LinkedIn. Yes, that is so true. And that's on any platform right. as well as in person. And I really feel like when we do the work, when we delve more into that, like you said, the magic happens. You go from, you know, kind of being sporadic and kind of being in a state of I got to do, I got to do, I got to do into more of a state of alignment to where you are attracting those people because they see who you are, they feel who you are, and they want to do life and business and everything else with you as well. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And you know, I do think too, that when we are aligned like that, Mm -hmm. that's when the bigger opportunities come up, right? If you had to use LinkedIn and Twitter... To, to get $25 sales over and over and over and over, you'd have no time to be on LinkedIn and Twitter. But yes. you landed a Fortune 100 company with this engagement, right? Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what that value is, but I bet it's more than $25. So, oh, yes, ma'am. Right? So, so but, that's, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. Like, it's people feel a little bit like, oh, who's got time for all of that? You do, it is, there's so much less to do when you are mm-hmm. diving deeper instead of wider and posting in a million places and doing a million things and looking for the bigger opportunities and positioning yourself as the foremost expert in these things. You get paid accordingly. Mm-hmm. As my colleague, Susie um, Hubbard says, you have to decide which hill you're going to die on. And once you decide that, everything else really comes into alignment. So cool. All right. So what's next for you, Natalie? What's on, what's, what's coming up the rest of this year? And as you move into the new year in 2024? Well, what's next for Lead Loudly? We are in the process of looking at what the, does the Lead Loudly podcast need to look like? 
And also, I am continuing to launch and expand the service offerings for um, speakers as well as sponsors, you know, the live tweeting and actually putting more substance around that and helping people understand how this enhanced your business as well as your personal brand because you're adding value, visibility, as well as your unique voice. Fabulous. Well, I recommend that everybody listening to the show takes a quick screenshot right now of the show, share it on Twitter and LinkedIn and wherever Absolutely. else and use the hashtag yes. good girls get rich and the hashtag lead loudly so that Absolutely. both Natalie and I see it because we will then share that with our audiences. I'm going to speak for you, Natalie, but we will then share yes. that with our audiences Absolutely. and, and that, ha- that helps you get more visibility, right? So it's not just about mm-hmm. you using the hashtag. So we get more visibility. We want to we want to build relationships. I want to build relationships with people that listen to this show, right? When I speak at, I feel like I'm speaking at yes. people with the podcast. And when you share mm-hmm. it and use the hashtag or tag me or tag Natalie, it allows us to speak with you. And that's really yes. at the heart of everything we talked about here today. Absolutely. Please tag me. Please use both hashtags. Trust me. I will engage with you and hopefully we'll have some fiery conversations and some courageous conversations that move all of us forward. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Nathalie. It was fun to thank you for the invitation. We've known each other for a long time, but we have never really Absolutely. got to have this conversation. So um, <laughs> so glad that we did. And I learned so much from you in this conversation. So I, I love when well. that happens. So um, all right. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I had so much fun talking to Nathalie. It was so good to kind of just gush about all the things I love to gush about with somebody else that is as passionate about them as I am. And, you know, for sure, we talked on when we were chatting about using the hashtag lead loudly, using the hashtag good girls get rich, sharing this episode with your audience so that obviously we will get more visibility and that's why we ask you to do it. But also we want you to get visibility in return and we'll share that with our audience and start building those powerfully important conversations. This is how you start to build those relationships that change everything. This is how you step into your power as a wealthy woman of influence. It starts with the first couple steps, right? Step one, share this podcast. Step two, book a call, karenyankovich.com slash call gets you to my calendar. I'd love to see your name there and follow Nathalie. I've, I've tagged her, uh, all of her sites are in the show notes so you can, um, see how to follow her. You definitely want to be a part of her lead loudly movement. She provides so much value with that movement and you want to be a part of that for sure. So if you've listened before or you love what you hear today, I love to hear from you. Please review this podcast episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I love your reviews. It allows me to see, to do more of what you, what you like, right? And uh, I'd also love for you to, again, share this episode with your social media make sure you use those hashtags. In the show notes, there's a link for SpeakPipe. I would love an audio message from you. It allows you to just leave me a quick message. I respond to every single one of those personally so that this becomes less of me talking at you and more of a conversation with you. So uh, karenyankiewicz.com slash speakpipe gets you there, or you can use the link that's in the show notes here, which is at karenyankiewicz.com slash two five zero. I had so much fun with this episode. I can't wait for you to see what I have in store for you next week. So I'll see you back here next week.